I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, I take you to structures that have survived 5 millennia, how they hold the key to human civilization, and the origin story of the very popular Indian belief of buri nazar. Years ago, anthropologist Margaret Mead was asked by a student what she considered to be the first sign of civilization in a culture the student expected mead to talk about fish hooks or clay pots or grinding stones but no mead said that the first sign of civilization in an ancient culture was a femur or thigh bone that had been broken and then healed mead explained that in the animal kingdom if you break your leg you die you cannot run from danger get to the river bank for a drink or hunt for food you are meat for prowling beasts No animal survives a broken leg long enough for the bone to heal. A broken femur that has healed is evidence that someone has taken time to stay with the one who fell. The wound must have been bound up. The person was carried to safety and was tended through recovery. Meet said that helping someone else through difficulty is where civilization starts. This anecdote immediately plucks the strings of our hearts, bringing out an essential truth about civilization. However, the anecdote simply isn't true. The bioarchaeologist Stacy Hackner busts this myth beautifully for she notes two key things. Animals are actually far less likely to have broken femurs for they are well adapted to living in their natural environments. And even if they do, an examination of wild animal skeletons in natural history collections find that healed fracture rate is much higher than expected. So what does it mean to be civilized? Use of tools or growth of organized agriculture or maybe the evolution of language? the answer lies in something which you often fail to think about in the lower foothills of the jordan valley one could find up to 300 very peculiar structures built from massive slabs of sandstone these resemble a table with four legs and a horizontal top but that's it no binding agents were used to hold these together these structures are located a mere 55 kilometers of the capital city of amman they are better known as damia dolmen fields and they have survived for 5 millennia the dolmens are by no means unique to jordan they are in fact found in an extremely vast geographical stretch from germany in the west across through russia bulgaria jordan right through to south korea which by the way accounts for 40% of the total counts of these structures but how come these structures spread so wide apart that possibly no one culture or dynasty could have influenced it and since most of these date back to anywhere between 5 to 7 millennia it's even stranger since the first recorded sea voyage was only 5 millennia ago was there a single great culture that migrated outward and then spread the building of the dolmens the answer is not very clear so scientists now postulate since our brains are constructed in the same way different people came to construct the same monuments independently but the larger question is why dolmens were created in the first place They are actually burial chambers, and many of them date back to the Stone Age. Dolmens were usually built on barren land, so they couldn't be damaged by agricultural activity. 
they were often built at an elevation overlooking the human settlement. You could find ample evidence of this closer home in India. Travel to the town of Marayur in the Iduki district of Kerala. Dolmens are located behind the village high school on a rocky hillock overlooking a fertile valley with a gorgeous view of surrounding hills and of the Pampa River serenely flowing down to the Bay of Bengal. And by no means is it the only dolmen or megalith you would find in India. Around 2,200 such sites can be found in peninsular India itself, most of them unexcavated. Even today, a living megalithic culture endures among some tribes such as the Gonds of Central Asia and the Khasis of Meghalaya. As archaeologists and scientists further studied these sites, all across the world, a few interesting patterns started to emerge. In many of these burial sites, they found instances of incineration or the use of fire. So why would someone cremate their dead and then bury them? This was mostly done for two reasons. One, to avoid any disease or infections from spreading through the flesh of the deceased. But there was an ideological purpose as well. The very idea of burying the dead along with burial goods indicated a strong belief in life after death and possibly rebirth amongst the megalithic people. In some instances, teeth have been cut off from the body and buried with the remains for use in the next life. The burning prior to burying was also done to liberate the soul from the realm of the earth. Many cultures drew a parallel of it to the sun, the value of spiritual rebirth given to the symbol of fire. It's an analogy. The sun is born, dies and is reborn again each day, reaffirming the power of life over the inexorableness of death. But the defining feature of the megaliths is that they gave rise to a phenomenon that defined us as a civilization. The rise of the political economy or the interrelationships between individuals and governments. Ravi Korisettar, retired professor of archaeology at Karnataka University, makes this insightful observation. As he says, Megaliths were not built for commoners. They signify the emergence of a ruling class or elite who presided over a surplus economy. There is just one more aspect of these megaliths, which is so commonplace across Middle East and South Asia that we almost never think about their origins. From these megalithic burial sites, archaeologists have discovered bandit agate beads with eye patterns. These were generally used by them as protection against evil spirits. In India, we better know it as Buri Nazar or the Evil Eye. Or if you have watched enough late-night television, you would know them from their absurd ads. The Nazar Suraksha Kavach. I never thought that just a passing mention of these megalithic sites in Jordan would lead me to a journey across space and time, covering over a dozen countries spanning seven millennia. It eventually led me to discover the 2,200-odd megalithic sites in India, most of which language today. It also led me to discover the origins of our national obsession with Nazar. I found this meandering journey reflective of the idea of travel itself. I found it to resonate with the guiding philosophy of this podcast. The idea of making the strange familiar and the familiar strange. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IVM Podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YB Travel 42 on Instagram. 